Hey everybody, it's Joseph from Rad Parenting, sitting with my co-host, Anaya Bogue. Rad Parenting taking over the airwaves. I guess it's not airwaves, it's podcast waves. Shout out to all of our uh, workout parents. They're <laughs> out there grinding it out. I know I listen to all my podcasts uh, when On I go treadmill. for my run. For ah, my run. Nice. You know, uh, I don't know. It's a good time to kind of have that moment to myself. Also, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I drive. Nice. Driving in LA. Oh my gosh. Yep. You got you to gotta do something that feels constructive so uh, it doesn't seem like your life is slipping away on yeah. the freeway. And then, you know what's funny is I'm like a huge Joe Rogan uh, podcast mm, yep. listener. I love his. But his are, like ours are 30 minutes, you yeah. know, 40 minutes. His are like three hours sometimes. Wow. So there's been times where I look forward to sitting in traffic. Oh, so you can continue. So I can listen to nice. Joe Rogan. I like that. Yeah. It yeah, really... so if you've got to do it, make it work for you. No, there's been times like when I do, when I like with doing... Um, Whenever I do comedy down at uh, like Irvine, I, mm-hmm. I, I have to sit in traffic sure. forever. If I go to Brea or Ontario, and when I and I don't get bummed because I go, oh, whoa, check it out! I'm going to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Joe Rogan has so and so on, and I'm an hour in, and then I just it's like I. But the only thing is, is that when you're listening to that much of it and for that long period of time, it's like you're with Joe Rogan or that <laughs> podcast person in your car. Yeah. So you start to almost feel they're there with you. Like, yeah. hey man, do you want anything to drink? I'm going to pull over. You know, like, <laughs> there you go. Hey, can you fill up? I just did. This. <laughs> I need some gas money. Uh, hey, today's show, uh, once again, uh, driven by our listeners, get such great I really questions. I love that. Yeah, seriously. I mean, we sometimes are racking our brains about like, what's the stuff we haven't covered? And you all just keep it coming, which is lovely. Yeah. And the thing that Anae and I have always really been conscientious of doing is we never want to hit the sub- same subject in its entirety again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't want to do the same show twice. Uh, but as we know with parenting, uh, that you do have to go back to a lot of these subjects and talk about them over and over sometimes again. Sometimes there's overlap. We can take a particular facet of a subject, which yeah. I think is kind of what we're going to do today. Yeah. Well, I feel though in the 93 episodes, because I'm always really conscientious of reading you know, and looking at each episode and making sure that we don't overlap that yeah. much. Yep. Um, like, you know, we had the... Uh, like, I don't want to do another episode on... Um, you know, welcoming a dog into your house with a baby because we like actually right. had that one. Yep, we did. Uh, <laughs> which is crazy to think we actually made that happen because when we started talking about doing this, like, that was always who my. Who would we have? Yeah. Um, so today's episode basically touches on something that I, I feel as parents we go through all the time. Um, we touched on it here and there in different episodes, but we never just really addressed the time and place and the question. Uh, it came from a listener that had basically, uh, back in October, Halloween, they went out and they experienced Halloween. With night. another family. With like another family. family. Friends, yep. And it was another family that they knew. Yep. And that particular family has um, a child that has autism. Or is on the autistic spe- spectrum. Yes. Yep. And their daughter wasn't. Mm-hmm. But now that they're older and they've hung out all together, mm-hmm. she's noticing, wow, I'm noticing something different about, I don't know if it was a boy or girl, yep. but I'm noticing different something different about this child that's different from me yep. and different from my other friends. Yep. And um, the dad basically was asking us, hey, how do I open up... Uh, the communication and the explanation of how there are so many different people in this right. world, whether it's skin color, whether it's nationality, whether it's uh, autism, yep. w- whether it's um, you know small physical, people, physical differences, yep, big people, mm-hmm. uh, everything. How do I begin that conversation? And he really he used the word like. How do I begin the explanation? Right. So that is our topic today uh, for the parents that have children that I'm, and I'm going to go with his age, that uh, five 
to seven range right. where there's a lot of questions being asked and there's all of a sudden a sense of it's not just about me anymore. I'm yeah. noticing the people around me. Yeah. So how do we um, speak to our children, your opinion, yeah. to open up that communication about the explanation that not everyone is going to be the same and that right. people are different. And it's not so much like the skin color thing. This would be more on the... Um, you know, autism. Yeah, and, but and, that could be in there too. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I think it's that, all of it together. Yeah, and I think that the piece also that I really appreciated was this parent acknowledged that it didn't feel right to him to just sort of, you know, minimize it and and have this not acknowledge or affirm this child's sense of like, there's something different about this person. So um, if you have kids, this is just because this is fresh in my mind, if you have kids that at this particular moment, let's just say are, I would say eight or older, I'm going to give you the shortcut. Go see a movie called Wonder that just came out a couple weeks ago. It is absolutely phenomenal. It is about a, a fifth grade boy who has a significant facial difference. Um, oh, is that the movie where he goes to school with the uh, uh, space astronaut. helmet on? Yeah, yes. I saw the preview it's for that. It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful movie. It's so well done. I mean, take a box of tissue with you because um, it's super emotional. But what's really beautiful about that is it kind of draws you in to the world as movies do and will give your children a sort of firsthand sense, like there will be a, an emotional um, connection to what's going on in the movie in this world of wonder um, that will allow, will just be a, a, stepping, a, a stepping off point for some really rich conversation um, about the importance of kindness, about looking beyond the way that people look to knowing their hearts, knowing their stories, knowing their struggles. And it's really an exercise, again, in teaching empathy. And oh my gosh, do we need a world that that has a good jolt of, of empathy. And so I think it's really, really important and it's a great opportunity. Now, if your kids are younger, which is the case with, yeah. you know, you said five to seven in that range, when they are starting to be like, you know, if you watched your kids from the time they were like, you know, the beginning through say preschool, you notice that they just don't really see differences. At most, you might see them pause and be staring a little longer if they see see a person that looks different than what they're used to. Um, and so, you know, in the, in the, in the, in many ways, especially when it comes to things like skin color, and I think we've said this before in a previous show, it is really important, like regardless of where you live or how, what your community looks like, that you are creating opportunities because we do live in an increasingly diverse country and world. And I think that's a really beautiful thing that you are making an effort so that your kid is not like, Oh my gosh, never seen this before. What's going on? This there must be something wrong. Should I be afraid? Instead, you are exposing them and talking through with them in a really natural, healthy, positive way that oh my gosh, like just like people come in all different shapes and sizes, there's different ways that our brains work. There's different ways that our um, you know, we, there's just so many there's different ways that we behave because of the way that our brains work or our internal systems work or whatever. And so I think when it comes to um, a child recognizing a difference that it is important. So kudos to this parent for, for knowing, like, it's not right for me to talk this away. I want to acknowledge to my child that, oh yeah, what you're sensing is different is, is she is, or he is different from you. His or her brain works in a slightly different way. And what I've said to Pythia, to my own, you know, now nine-year-old is, um, particularly when it comes to autism, which we're seeing, you know, be more and more common, more commonly spoken about is 
that very frequently people who are on the autism spectrum, their brains work differently. But what that often means is that parts of their brain that might work differently or maybe sometimes less efficiently than ours in some ways actually work more efficiently and are stronger in other ways. And so when we come together and we have the opportunity to work with a child like that, you might be surprised what you find out they might be able to teach you because their brains are working differently or they're, and just really sort of putting it on a positive note that, you know, our differences allow us to contribute in different ways. Yes. Yeah. And and, and the, the best part about what you're saying is, is that those opportunities that this dad, you know, saw on, mm-hmm. you know, they just had Halloween and they're mm-hmm. hanging out. He has that opportunity to bring it up because it's on his daughter's mind. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to our sponsor. Okay. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you, Anaya, to literally, because I know if you're a parent like me listening to this show, I'm like, I want an example of how to even start the conversation. Okay, sure. So we're going to do that when we get back. You're listening to Rad Parenting back after this. It's Rad Parenting, Joe Sibir hanging out. We are talking about diving into the explanation with our children when they ask us, hey, mom, dad, dad, what's what's up with him? He's a little bit different. I, I feel that he's different. And in this particular case, we're using an example of a parent that was out uh, with another family friend and their son is autistic mm-hmm. and their young daughter, who's five, uh, is realizing that... Um, that uh, autistic child is like, hey, they're different than me. I, mm-hmm. I pick up on a different vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's the dad picked up right away instead of, like Anaya said, oh, yeah, yeah, they are. I don't know, they're a little different. Maybe we don't hang out with them or just I'm, I'm going to scoot it underneath the rug. Yeah. With that said, they're going to, instead of not uh, answer or yeah. take the opportunity as a teachable moment, they want to say, hey, you know what? I want to use this to begin that conversation I'm explaining to my daughter here. Right. The people are different and this particular child has autism. Yeah. So can we kind of, how would you walk into that conversation? It's the day after Halloween right. for these parents. Yep. Um, and the daughter expressed, hey, so-and-so, I, I feel they're different. You know, what, what's that about, dad? Yeah. And it's the next morning. Yeah. And he's had some time to think about it and you're a parent and I'll let you take it from there. Well, I would, I think it's always most powerful to use um, analogies that are going to speak to that child's experience. (laughs) Joseph is doing a double flex because he feels super psyched that I just said the word. Okay. So anyway. um, I love analogies. To use analogies that the child will relate to so that it feels relevant to their experience. That is key. So use that time in thinking, you know, from the initial question to say the next morning, and sometimes it's going to be on the spot to find something. So I would start with something like, well, you know what? There's lots of ways, like every human being is unique in this world. As many, we have many similarities. And then also every single person on the planet comes into the world in just a slightly different way. And that's important because it gives us all the opportunity to contribute in, and contribute's not a word you're going to use with a five-year-old, but to, 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 to do their part. To or have to, their place. To have the their place or to do something different for the team, the human team. And, um, you're right. You, what you're seeing is different. So affirming you're right. Like that, you know, you're noticing that so-and-so, um, acts a little differently. Like what were some of the things that you noticed? Let the child articulate I what love were the specific that. things that they noticed. And sometimes it's going to be like, I don't know. It just felt differently. Like, you know, she kind of talked differently or she, but, but ask them so that you know exactly what they've seen so that you can specifically address 
um, that thing because that's what will be most relevant. If you sort of just speak in broad strokes and it, or if you don't speak to the thing that they noticed was different because what you think is different and what your child thinks is, is the difference that kind of stood out might be two very different things. So saying, what did you notice specifically that so-and-so does differently? And then use that as a jumping off point to then draw parallels with other ways in which we are different and that I would go the route of each one of us comes into the world with a unique gift that can present itself in different ways. So if you want if you felt like you could go far enough and use the word autism and and I would say that that would be a pretty good you know, I'm always about stretch. Like if they don't get it now, but they hear that word for the first time now, it'll be less foreign the next time and the next time. And they're going to hear it because we're more and more, we are um, creating classroom settings where we are incorporating kids with different learning abilities into the regular classroom and trying to support them so that they have all the social structure and everything. Um, and so I would use the word autism. And here's the thing about autism. So if you don't feel like you know enough about autism, again, Google is at your fingertips. Do a little searching. You could even search something like, you know, how to explain autism to a five-year-old so you can come up with some, some basics. And then I would really focus on the strengths that that child brings to the table that are part of their difference. Um, and you can also just draw on other things that are a little bit um, more like common differences that your child has already experienced. Like, you know how, um, you know, uncle so-and-so or how our, you know, neighbor, or how your babysitter um, has darker skin than you or how, you know, whatever, like using people that they already have a point of reference and ideally some, um, some warmth associated with a relationship. So there, there's a connection, a human connection to that other person, um, and which makes it important, back to my first point, to be incorporating in a significant way people who are diverse, people who have different colors of skin, who have different abilities, who have different uh, languages, different accents, different, you know, all of these things. I mean, we have access to so much diversity in this wonderful country. Um, use that to your advantage and you will better equip your child to be able to notice a difference and not feel fearful of it, but to be able to treat that person with kindness and respect, the same kindness and respect you would want. Do you feel that when the moment actually happens, whether it's the, in, in we've seen it sometimes where there's the you know contact with uh, one child and someone that looks different mm -hmm. someone's that skin color that's different and you know sometimes there, there's that that fear or like if they meet someone that's mentally retarded or handicapped like that yeah. you know you, you know like I remember as a kid you know when we were there was a there was a the kid that lived on my street and and he was like it was like when he came out of his house it was like everyone made their kids go inside because they were just so yeah you know so like well you know if we if we don't talk about it then it'll just go away mm -hmm. and and I remember later on in life uh, you getting the chance to I remember one of the best things that we ever did was um, I did the Special Olympics mm. and oh my gosh if you want to talk yeah. about a, a tearjerker it was just yeah. I just these kids I just felt in love with them they were just so just sweet and and it was and my my uh friend at the time uh one of my roommates was the one that brought me down mm -hmm. and i was like gosh when i was a kid if if i would have been brought into a situation like that and actually you know got to meet these yes, kids and these wonderful have... people firsthand and 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 not you know had an experience where we just didn't talk about it because i yes. was from that generation where they just didn't really talk about it you yeah. know if someone had someone that had a handicap like that it was like yeah. even almost the parents to the point were like you know we're not you know we're we not gonna, know what to do we with don't that. know what to it do with it might be unsafe yeah. yeah i mean one of my best friends too they had the other experience where they they had um 
their uh, daughter, mm-hmm. uh, and and she was handicapped. But she, they, I loved it because when you went to her their house, she was just a part of the meal. She yeah. was part of hanging out. And and I was older though. At that point, I was like seventeen or eighteen. So then that was my first experience of like, wow, like I love this person. Like yeah. they're just so you know they're great, and and yeah. and they're going through their life, and and it was an amazing. So my my question to you is, when that first connection or that first like pullback from mm-hmm. a, a child to something that's different that they don't understand. Do you yeah. think it's the best? Is that when you should almost jump in and go, hey, hey, look, let, let's talk to so-and-so. I want you yes. to meet them. Yes. And you the, showing, yeah. as always, you as a parent demonstrating, modeling both energetically and in action that you are comfortable that you you are setting the tone. If they see that you're fearful and uncomfortable and freaked out, they are going to take that as their number one cue. Something isn't right here. Even my my parents, I can see that they're uncomfortable. So in the same way that your child is reading like, huh, there's something different about that kid, that, that, that your child is also able to read your energy around that difference. So it is enormously important. And I, again, I just feel like we all as a human team benefit when we are able to encourage and allow space for every other human that we come into contact with to be the best version of themselves. And so there is a vested interest here in, in helping our kids, first modeling as, as adults and investing the time and the energy into helping our kids um, connect with people who are different than they are and be able to and interact with them in a way that is kind, that is respectful, that is empathetic, so that, um, and, and this is also an opportunity to, to, to promote the golden rule. Like, we treat people the way we want to be treated, no matter what their difference is. And you know what? That person has a gift inside of them that might be different than yours and different than mine, but the best way that we can encourage that person to bring their gift out into the world and share it is to treat them with love and kindness and respect that we would want to be treated with. Yeah. And it feels like what you just said right there, if you tackle that moment when it's actually happening, it almost the benefit could be limitless at that exactly. point. Because exactly. I, I, it's so important what you did say, Anna, about that um, your kids pick up on your energy. You know, if you're like, oh, wow, yeah. Yes. Uh, and they're like, dad's really sketched out right yeah. now. Uh, whether, you know, and I would use that example, like if it was like the homeless person that's mm-hmm. at the the store you go mm-hmm. to and you see him out there and, you know, you you just, okay, come on, guys, go over here. Yeah. You know, that's going to really give your kids the feeling that, okay, whenever we see anyone that's, you know, that's homeless and have that situation, we don't look at them. We don't. And I, right. you know, I, I feel that like you always say, and, and I'm so much taking it from you is that every moment is such a teachable moment. We have to just almost as parents, I, I realize this now, look at the world without the blinders on yep. and these opportunities to use these teachable moments with our kids. Exactly. I love that. All right, man. Great episode. I just said, all right, man. Sorry. I hope that it's okay, <laughs> woman. Uh, no, I, and I, I hope that's helpful. And I'm, I'm also, I would love to, um, to hear from other people that are, you know, either you have a child that is um, differently abled in some way, or is on the spectrum, or whatever, and 
And I would love to hear from parents firsthand. Like, what is it that you know works with your child? What would you like to see other parents do in teaching their children in terms of interacting with your child? Because it, 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 takes, it takes a village. It really does. And, and I think if we all have the intention of wanting our kids to be the best that they can be, um, then this is something we need to work together on. And, and the best part about doing rad parenting is the community that we have you know, send us these, like I said, this was a question from one of our listeners mm-hmm. and real life experience. That's what I realize now when I go through these emails, radparenting at gmail.com. Uh, these are experiences, not so much questions as experiences. Hey, you know, what tool do you have that we could shed light yes. on this question? So, uh, once again, thank you so much for all the emails. Uh, keep them coming. Radparenting at gmail.com. Uh, my name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. And we're out of here. Late. Late.